Yo, 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 welcome to the Flex Zone. It's your man. It's your boy. It's your host, your friendly reminder, Jay Henderson. I'm here with Miss Chastity Butler. Um, I'm gonna let her do her own introduction. She has that kind of personality and that kind of energy. So go ahead, Miss Butler. Well, I'm gonna just introduce myself uh the natural way. Uh I have a lot of things going on, but I'm just gonna introduce myself as Chastity Butler. Uh, your homegirl from Tallulah, Louisiana, and I right. licensed counselor in the state of Louisiana. I've been licensed since I believe that was 2013. Um, so I've been giving advice, um, talking to folks about their mental health, actually going back further than that before I got licensed. So I'm just chasing. I'm just your, your, your regular neighborhood counselor. Yeah. So if if you don't mind me asking, what what made you choose that that field? It's crazy, Jay, because I didn't actually go into choosing to be a counselor. I actually, when I was growing up, you know, I watched the Cosby Show. I wanted to be an OBGYN. Then when I yeah. got to high school, I, I changed that. Uh, Law and Order was big at that time, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be a black lawyer. I'm a you know convict yeah. all the criminals. No, nah, I'm going to make all the money and I'm going to defend all the criminals. So I went through that phase. But as time went on, life happened. Um, yeah. I had my son and I just kind of just switched gears and yeah. I kind of fell into counseling. And I really oh, wow. think that that was God because I couldn't have orchestrated where my life is today and what yeah. I'm able to accomplish so I, I, I have to give credit to God because it wasn't me. I didn't choose yeah. to be a counselor, but I do believe that counseling is my calling. Yeah. Yep. So so are you um, are you just based in, in the state of Louisiana or are you branched out? I am based in the state of Louisiana right now, but I have plans for 2023 to become licensed in the surrounding states. That's Mississippi, yeah. Texas, and Arkansas. Yeah. Awesome. That's good stuff. You are uh, a very, very busy person. Uh, on the um, what you was telling me last night about uh, being on the board and uh, your plans, even um, just I think being a counselor within itself. From from talking to uh, my therapist some years ago and just knowing some of the things that uh, some of the people and aspects of the job that y'all deal with, uh, I could imagine it can be real stressful, but you being uh, an African-American woman and, and taking up the things that you do around the community and for the people, along with running your own business, being an entrepreneur, I can imagine that can be uh, pretty, pretty stressful at times, maybe. it Stressful is not the word, but it's when you love what you do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, that's, that's what, that's the fuel. That's yeah. going when you're that's how you can kind of gauge if you might need to reset some things if yeah. you're something and you're going and you feel like you're not getting anywhere you're constantly tired you're stressed out you bring the job home that may not be you know something that is for you and you might yeah and, and that's amazing to me because um, you know, you being an African American male, it's very rare to hear that uh African American males have sought therapy. So yeah. just first of all, commend you for that. But yeah, back to what you were saying, yes, it can be it can be stressful, 
but I know that um that it's a bigger picture, a bigger purpose. And like I said, this is my life's calling. So this is what I do. And it doesn't feel like work. It yeah. feels like work when you're doing what you feel like that you were born to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it when it comes to uh the numbers and the percent, uh thirteen four point four percent of the uh US population, nearly forty six million people identify as black or African American. Mm-hmm. Um and among those with the numbers that that's in the statistics, that's in the facts and just uh overall situation with African American people. Mm-hmm. When it comes to therapy and counseling, it, just like you said, you know, you said you commend me. And, and so many people, I think, in our culture, in our background, um, I was trying to I was trying to go by a guy, but I really just want to just generalize this uh, and, and real conversation. So many people in our culture, in our background, um, they do have that that thing as to where they they feel if I think it, it's I don't know if it's a fear. I don't know if it would be considered. Actually, uh, it's an overall general mistrust of medical professionals. Now, I'm yeah. not a doctor. I can't prescribe pills or, you know, yeah. uh, perform surgery on anyone. But being a licensed therapist, you're still considered a healthcare practitioner. And yeah. overall, black people, and, and rightfully so, black people historically have been um subjected to experimental type things over the years you've you've heard of the Tuskegee experiment and yeah, yeah. back um the practice of medicine they practiced on black people so wow. historically we have a just an overall general mistrust of medical practitioners so that's why it's important that you know people who look like me we have to go like doing speaking engagements, doing, uh, you know, events or in functions and stuff like like this, this podcast yeah. to just get the word out um, that, you know, medical care, uh, mental health therapy, counseling, that stuff is good. And as if yeah. you're going with a practitioner that happens to look like you, the statistics show that you will receive you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to receive better care because that practitioner identifies with you, your struggle, what you may be going through. So gotcha. is, I feel like in addition to the counseling, the one-on-one therapy, it's, you know, my job and other practitioners of colors uh, job to get the word out, educate the communities that you come from, educate African-American communities and other multicultural communities about the importance of taking care of not only your physical health, but your mental as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when it, when it, when it comes to, uh, because I think when African-Americans, we deal with a different type of trauma when it comes to dehumanization and other, uh, acts of violence that, that has been inflicted upon us over over the years when it comes to the police or, or, uh, situations like that. And the way crime is increasing in the world and, and s- smaller communities, mainly our communities, right? you know, where they are constantly building liquor stores and they are constantly building prisons. Right. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, whether we really hone in and choose to realize that or not, that affects us daily. 
when yeah. our kids are growing up in certain communities and they see certain things, they see certain things in their communities on television, uh, in their in their own family, sometimes at school, whatever the case may be, that is something that is technically defined as trauma. Trauma yeah. is not, you know, uh, what we think about on TV, you know, seeing someone get shot 50 times and yeah, yeah. trauma, but other things are trauma as well. You see? Yeah. And so when kids, black kids or, you know, uh, Latino kids, kids who come from low socioeconomic uh, communities, yeah, they internalize things differently from a kid who is not exposed to certain other things, certain you know, yeah. crime elements, uh, the trauma, the generational trauma, like you, uh, like you alluded to, they grow up differently. They see things differently. So whenever we're talking about things like therapy and counseling, we have to come from that perspective. We have to come yeah. from a perspective that knows the background. Yeah. Okay. Because can you, can you imagine uh, a little kid who has, um, you know, a certain set of things that he's gone through in his life and he goes to a practitioner that does not look like him. Yeah. Generalized, they're going to probably be labeled as, um, I don't know, the bad kid or, you know, handed medication where, and, and they could be just overall misdiagnosed because they are unfamiliar with the cultural backgrounds. So yeah. it, again, that's why it's important for people who look like you and I to get out there and educate the community. Yeah. So what what are um, you know I, I I just like you have uh, we see we see what a lot of the world don't see when it comes to where we're from uh-huh. um, uh, some of the areas around and and there are so many different types of uh, mental illnesses. And some people have a, a way of uh, hiding, hiding behind this, uh, yes. this persona. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Because cause check it out, Jay. It's like we as a people are strong. Yeah. We have been taught to basically not just taught, but just internalize carrying the weight of the world on our backs. <laughs> so in order to seek therapy, you have to break some barriers. You have yeah. to tell yourself, you have to tell your kids, you have to tell your friends, your family that you're not weak if you go seek counseling, yeah. if you go to seek help, you know, but we have yeah. to get past that bravado and that barrier and that wall that makes us feel and internalize, the, you know, the weight of the world and thinking that we have to be strong for our yeah. people. That's not weak. In order, you know, to go to therapy, that's not being right or anything. That's taking care of your mental, just like you take care of your physical. Yeah, right. And 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 and, and it's just, it's just like just I don't know when it comes to uh, our our men. Our, uh, I think it's a difference in the generation when it comes to. I, I like to separate things by the seventies, baby. Yeah. I like to. Seventies, <laughs> baby. You know, I grew up and I feel like I caught. And this is just me. I feel Go like about the best of both, both worlds. Because yeah. being born in, in the 70s, I, I got a lot of the old school things. But, you know, I still feel like now I'm young enough to appreciate, you know, yes. some of the things that's coming along now. But I still have yeah. that old school background and that old school, you know, uh, rearing and bringing up. 
yeah. listening to all the old folks who have, you know, mostly passed on now, but make, but basically mixing the good or, or the new with the old. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in a, a real unique position as far as when I was born and the times that I'm living in now. I'm able to appreciate yeah. the old, incorporate some of those things, some of the good things, some of the, that structure. Yeah. And bring it yeah. up to, to the times, you know, yeah. so I feel like I was just in a u- unique position to be, you know, a 70s baby getting that stuff from the old school and bringing it up to now. Yeah. And and, and we we saw uh, we saw a lot, a lot of changes. And I, I can I'm, I'm 45 years old and I can remember when the price of everything was um, a whole lot less than it is now. And the, the mentality, the personality of the people, you didn't, you didn't really see a lot of what we see now. True. As far as uh, exposure and, and the things that people just feel free to do and free to say in the music, uh, in the entertainment world, right. it's just like a, another, another type of um, freedom. I think, me personally, my opinion, I think sometimes it can be misleading. I think sometimes it plays a role in a lot of the um, mental health situations that we are dealing with today, because it seemed like the, the younger generation is in a in a struggle that when it comes to who they are as an individual. Yes. You know, and, and, and when it comes to. Right. If we don't take care of our kids and tell them and, 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 and help them to internalize who they are. The world is yeah. to tell them who they are. Okay? Yeah, I don't want the world to tell them who who who, who they are. Right. I want to be the ones to guide and to groom and to bring up the next generation because I feel like we're in the best position to help our kids. We do not want the outside, you know, the outside world to tell our kids that they're bad or they can't do this or they can't do that. Yeah. Growing up in Tula, you know, we 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 lacked a lot in terms of you know worldly resources but we're yeah. very rich in yeah. that 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 feeling of community especially back then um yeah. i stopped you know growing up in Tallulah, maybe back then it might have had nine ten thousand people back then yeah. but back then in that yeah. small town i saw everything i needed to see black doctors yes. black lawyers black teachers yeah. uh, black homemakers two-parent households like we yeah. saw everything we needed to see and that's yeah. community and that community taught us who we were before yes. we were able to go out into the world and the world confused us and tell us what we, who we are. So I grew up feeling like, yeah, I, I live in Tallulah, but I didn't know any better. I knew, or I, I grew up thinking that I could do or be whoever I wanted to be. My parents, yeah. you know, um, they are from Northeast Louisiana originally and yeah. to Tallulah in the fifties. And, you know, we, I, grew, I was born and raised there. My son was actually born in Tallulah. So he, wow. yeah, before we moved to Monroe, Louisiana, when he was four, he was yeah. born in Tallulah. So wow. we got the family. We got that visual of people who look like us yeah. doing amazing things, growing up, doing amazing things and going out into the world. And uh, so I, I, I appreciate that, bra- that background. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, when it when it comes to you and um, your son, I tell you, I, I myself, I couldn't be more proud to have a person that has set the bar and and represents a state, not just a, a city, represents a state and us as a 
uh, a race of, of people a, 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 from from Tallulah. Yes, we do have we do have people from Tallulah that do amazing things. But um, I can be more proud to hear people. I lived in Maryland just before we moved to Atlanta. We lived in Maryland, and to hear people that far away from home say. Uh, Cam, or uh, just to mention, you know, and I can tell him, well, I, you know, I, I know his grandmother, his mother, you know what I'm saying? That kind of, it's, it's a real, real um, fulfilling thing to to be associated, with, you know? Yeah, and 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 it, it it proves, I think it proves that it does not matter where you are from. It's what you do with. That's it. You know? And you have to be intentional about that as well. Um, yeah. You have you you know you have to be intentional about. I'm sorry, um, because I, I have my my screen up over there and stuff. Oh yeah. Popping up. But anyway, but yeah, you have to be intentional about that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Um, a lot. If you don't already know me, um, when you, when people meet me now, or yeah, I don't really just lead in with, hey, I'm Chastity Butler. I'm Cameron Sims' mother. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. That doesn't happen, you know. But and as the time goes on, and when people find that out, it's like, well, you didn't tell me your son's like with yeah. ass, you know that that's his job. Like, yeah. you know, he's just a regular kid, just walking around. He's very humble, um, great kid. When you see yeah, him, he's not flashy at all. But yeah, that's just kind of what we do. We just kind of live our life, do what we feel like we were put on earth to do. And yeah, you know, me like I said, as being counseling and, and educating the, the African American community, especially about um, mental health. Uh, conditions, mental health education, self care, and things of that nature. And you know, he's doing his thing. He has he's going into his sixth, yeah, sixth year in the uh in the league. He has yeah. daughter, so you know, I can't complain. We yeah struggles and you know trials, just like the next person. But it's all how you yeah. that deal with that thing because none of us are exempt from that. It's how right forward, and that's what makes yeah. It. And, and I. I as as young black man, I think I, I hear I hear people that try to reiterate this in TV shows. Um, they try to uh, tabula rasa, a young mind not yet affected by experience. If you hadn't experienced it, you I could tell you about it all day, but you still don't get the effect that I got because I experienced it. When it comes to having to tell our children uh-huh. um, how to conduct themselves in a traffic stop or uh-huh. or, or you know, that, that just, that mentality, you know what I'm saying? Like I, a lot of people can never understand. And it's actually still a fear that's in the back of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, respecting the police. Yes. My father is a, a police yes. officer, been a police yeah. officer since the nineties. So I've instilled that in my child to yes. respect the law, respect police officers and law enforcement. How, yeah. But to see what we see on the news and on television and probably even in our communities is 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 incongruent. So yeah. what do we do? We do. We weren't taught to respect the police. And I still do. Um, yeah. If something happens, that's the, that, I'm going to call 911 and I expect yes. to, to assist me. I don't expect them to treat me like I am the criminal or yeah. I'm the one. Or if, if they see my son, 6'5", you know. Yeah. Tall African American long dress. Yes. I don't want them to look at him as a threat when he's not. He is a yes. expand, you know, law abiding citizen as well. So how yes. do how do we educate even law enforcement? Yeah. 
um, that not every black person or every brown person um, is a threat. Yes. So we have had to teach him, you know, if you're, you know, ever stopped or questioned and it's, it's sad and it's hurtful that we have to do this, but you know, it's, it's about coming home and being safe at the end of the day. So we, unfortunately we have to do things. We have to be proactive and we have to see around the corner when our, you know, counterparts, counterparts that don't look like us, they don't have to deal with that. They don't have to teach their kids to be afraid of the police or to, to go through the script if they're yeah. stopped. But our experience yeah. is different. We have to be uber respectful. Yes. Respectful. Show that we're not a threat. Tell them that we're yes. Is it unfair? Yes. But certain things that we have to do in this in this country, it, yes, is it unfair? But it's something that we have to do for right now. But hopefully I feel like uh things will get better and hopefully we won't have to deal with this in generations to come. How how much of that would you say play a role in the the dis the disorder the mental health disorder because that's a lot of that's a lot of stress to to have to be careful then you have to be aware yeah. all of that you know certain things can trigger uh the onset of certain mental health conditions and yeah. things that we go through like we were saying earlier at the beginning of the uh, of our session is that certain things can trigger the onset of certain mental health conditions. And yes. unfortunately, when things like that happen and we, and we, um, you know, just, and I'm going to just give an example. Um, when Pete, when early, early on, when I had, when I became licensed and I started doing psychotherapy with people, we would have, you know, male and females, but mostly uh, young men, men would come in and they would tell of their uh, conditions, uh, their symptoms, mm -hmm. Yeah. Say, not their condition, but their symptoms because they didn't know that they had a condition, but they would come in. Um, most times it was court order because like I said, sometimes we see that African-American men, especially yeah. African-American, they don't just come and seek counseling on their own. A lot. Right. Of them, yeah. They are compelled to do so either by yeah. law enforcement, you know, different government agencies, but, but regardless of how they ended up in my chair, um, they would start to talk and we would peel back layers, you know, yeah. of how they grew up, what they went through and the stressors that were put on them at different times. And 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 I helped them to make the connection between the the stress and the trauma that they may have grown up with and yeah. things that they're experiencing mentally and emotionally as and behaviorally, you know, in the here and now. So we I yeah. them to make the connection. The, you know, sometimes the light comes on, the aha moment happens and they're able to move forward in life. And none of us are going to be perfect, but we are we become more aware of the things that affect us mentally. Yeah. Yeah. So what are what are some of the better ways to identify? Because like we said earlier, a lot of people try to mask. And I think some people don't know. I think some people think that. That's just who they are. But when somebody can see what you can't see. Right. In you, it, you know, it's like if you can see. A, and a lot of times we, we, we think we have we we have negative perceptions of people who may be uh, overly argumentative. 
of yeah. always angry, always aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people like speaking that. negatively about could be the pair of shoes that you have on. Why should yeah. like someone that's always just negative? Everything that comes yeah. out of their mouth is negativity. Um, and people may, sometimes they tend to shy away from those people because they don't want to be around them because the, of the way that's they right. Behave. Now, not always it's, it's a mental health condition. It could just be, you know, just an idiot. It, and, you know, yeah. unfortunately, we have just people who just are not good people. Unfortunately, yeah. Sometimes, you know, in those some situations, they could be dealing with, you know, a mental health condition that's, yeah. that's gone undiagnosed and they are out here functioning the best that they know how Yeah. with a mental health condition that can actually, if they were assessed and properly treated they could move forward and function in a yeah. much refreshed a much better and more effective way yeah. um and, and not only not always do people have to have a mental health a diagnosable mental health condition to seek counseling some people yeah. that like to would like to have a confidential person to vent and bounce things yeah you know yeah. so it's, it's not that you're crazy I don't yeah. even like to use that word, but I have to because certain people do because of the connotation. Yeah. That, you know, therapy is good. Therapy, you can go to a, a, a licensed professional that is going to keep everything that you say confidential and it's not going to go past out of that room and yeah. help you figure some stuff out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just figure yeah. some stuff out and allow you to let it go in a safe yeah. place, you know, and to be vulnerable. Yeah. That, that word, that, that, that word vulnerability is something yeah. that we are not, com- I, me personally, I'm not comfortable with it. Um, I don't like to be vulnerable. I can yeah. really imagine you as a man, you know, yeah. African American family, you know, I got a yeah. fighter. It's yeah. hard for you to let your walls down and just be vulnerable. It is. Yeah. But that is, that's, you know, that's the other the other face or the other facet of yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a, a diagnosable mental health. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have, yeah. to have anxiety or schizophrenia or any type of mood disorders. You could just be coming because you're going through something on your job. You yeah. something in your relationship. You're yeah. something with your kids. Your kids are having some issues at school and you just want to know the best approach to take. So all of that, all of that, it's packaged yeah. through mental health therapy and counseling. That that was really really helpful. That uh-huh. just that little piece of information right there, because I think everybody think therapists wrapped up into one thing. Yes, and that's a, a mental disorder. Right. right. Yeah. So that that was that was really really helpful and and free game. Free game. That was free game. <laughs> you can come. You can. People can come see me when they just want to. You know, get it off their chest. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to worry about like, like, oh, they're they're assessing me. They're you know they're gonna get the psychiatrist. Nah, that's not what counseling is. That's not yeah. all of what counseling is. I should say. Yeah, that's 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 really amazing. I, I I think back to the time when I had to see a therapist, and I didn't I didn't have to. I chose to, and I thought it was really really beneficial because I was able to reset. I was able to stop. It's almost like. Sometimes life get really, really noisy, and it's just like being in a loud room, and you have to tell everybody to be quiet. Yeah. And and I had I was able to 
to turn the volume down, yeah. reset and and get get on track to and get in the direction that I needed to go in. And and my life really, I feel like my life started from that. Uh, uh, I'm glad to hear that because sometimes you do just need that reset and you need yeah. to help you to figure all those things out yeah. and, and press that reset, help you press that, press that reset button. Yeah. And, and, and uh, just like the, the, the topic uh, beneath the surface, there are so many things that's beneath the surface that we do not deal with. There are so many hurts and so many scars that people walk around and it's like, it's grown with them. It's become a part of you. And that's, yeah. that's unnormal. And they don't know that they can, they can shed that. You know, yeah. they've had it and they've carried it for so long. It has yeah. become a part yes. of their identity. And they yeah. realize that they can they can shape that identity. You don't have to. Yeah. You can reset. Like you just said, yeah. you can press that reset button. You know, yes. That's what counselors, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help you do that. We're not yeah. here to tell you what to do with your life. You're the, the, you're the drive, you're in the driver's seat of your life. Yeah, you know, so we can't help you or tell you what to do. We can only help you to look at the bigger picture and help you to get some perspective, some guidance, and some motivation to go forward, to move and go forward with that. Wow. Yeah. So, um, we are. Uh, it don't even feel like we've been talking for thirty minutes. Oh my goodness! Um. <laughs> I, I love just having the, the the conversations like this. Uh, yes, yes. and just you know like you said free game and just talking with people who want yeah yeah it's it because it's much needed when you look at and, and not to even just uh bring a, a certain individual in but when you look at uh twitch uh a, a month or so ago, uh, yeah me just, yeah just Right. Seeing him the day before, the two days before on TikTok. And and dancing. Yes. With his family. With his family. Yeah. You know, and, and then to to see a person that you think, like we could look at people and think that they got it all together, they happy, or even with certain levels of success, uh-huh. that that thing in your mind or in your subconscious, whatever it is that, that has a hold of you, it has a way, if you don't, if you don't get it off you, it has a way of pushing you to a point to where you start to deal with yourself by yourself, and that's unhealthy. Yes. When you yes. When you yes. need you need to tell somebody. Yes, you do. What you're feeling. Yeah. You do. you do. And yes, what happened to Twitch and and you? So many other people. So yeah. many other notable people who people recognize yes. are dealing with emotional things, and those people. And it's so unfortunate that they feel like they're by themselves when they. You know, when they're going through things. Yeah. No, yeah. how many times on uh, television, social media, that people are going through certain things and unfortunately try to harm themselves or unfortunately take their lives. Yeah. We have to get the word out that whatever you are going through, you do not have to go through it alone. Yes. Counseling and therapy, mental health treatment is good. Um, yes. It's out there. It's confidential. Um, you don't have to go through things alone and yeah. it does get better. What you said, um, a lot of people will look at others, you, myself, other people and feel like, you know, we may have everything figured out, or, yeah. you know, life is hunky dory. No, it's not. Life happens to all of us. But yes. 
It is how we choose to approach that thing and how we yeah. choose to move forward. Yeah. And we need help. We need, you know, everybody needs somebody. No man is an island. Yeah. Whatever you choose to surround yourself with, surround yourself with positive people. Get those yeah. medical uh, professionals in your life if you need them. Yeah. And I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to hop back out. But the importance of it is very important for people to get counseling. Whenever you yeah. are in school, in a, in a counseling program, all of the students are required to be a client. Yeah, have wow. To go and, and sit in that other seat. Yeah. So that you can open yourself up and know what that other person is feeling like and know that, yes, you may be a therapist. You may be helping people every day, but sometimes or maybe one day you're going to need it yourself. Yeah. So that's what we tell others. No, we don't have it all together. It's just how we how we choose to approach things that happen to us in life. And that's yeah. every day. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I, I want to say to um, my listeners in um, the United States, uh, the Philippines, London, wherever you are in the world, uh, that's been supporting this podcast and that's been listening to this podcast. If you have any type of issues, we have a, a person right here to people of our color, people of our race and ethnicity, our background, our culture. Right. Do not do not be afraid to reach out for help to save your life, to be around for your family. Yes. And um, I'm going to I'm going to let you close us out, telling us uh, how you can be reached. And um, and thank you for being here. But you can go ahead and close us out. Well, um, I can be well. Mostly, I don't really give my phone number out, but I do yeah. have um a a cell that I can be reached at for mental health or uh, educational purposes, events, speaking engagements. Um, I can yeah. reach either on social media, and you can just uh, look up my name, Chastity Butler, or I can yeah. see Butler Counseling at Yahoo dot com, or uh, at three one eight seven nine one seven three zero nine. All right. We appreciate y'all. And y'all could check us out on Pandora. You could check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Y'all know I do this every episode. Um, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. This has been an amazing session. And I think it's going to be a really, really helpful session for, for people all over the world. Um, for my top cities and my top countries, I appreciate y'all support. I appreciate the love. Thank you. Uh, Miss Butler, y'all can check. I will put the information in the um, offering to have me on. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And we will get that information to you. It will be streaming on all platforms. We thank you for listening. You've been in the flex zone. Thank you. And we'll we'll get back to uh, together in a, in a chat in a little bit. All right. Take care, y'all. All right.